This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Signals from the Frontline. Every Wednesday live cast here on Twitch, Frontline Gaming underscore TV, brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at all the days of the week. Discounted prices, much faster shipping. We've been working very hard on that. Can't wait, on to, can't wait to unroll that. And all kinds of other fun stuff, daily blog. Just, it's a it's a cornucopia of gaming goodness Ooh. if you're a GW enthusiast. I am your host, Reese, a.k.a. Reeseus, not to be confused with the dastardly Reeseo. And with me, my friend, my compatriot, my hetero life partner, Ooh. Franklin GM Papa. Man, that was a good opening. I Thanks. liked it. That was pretty good, actually. I'm that not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, but we have an extra special uh, guest it's one cute little kitty that we want to show everybody, and then uh, she's pretty unruly, so it's going to be uh, in and out here pretty quick. But this is the newest member of Frontline, Panda. Good. That was <laughs> yeah. a good one. She's like, yeah, I'll hang out. Yeah. Yeah, so she wants to jump off the desk. She's like, nah. She just woke up from that. a nap, and she is in exploratory full blast mode, so she's going to go crazy running around. The studio now. <laughs> Probably uh, have to find, give me a heck of a time finding her <laughs> after yeah. this. Uh, she's really fun because we take her to the office sometimes. She doesn't like to be stuck at home. And uh, unlike some cats, like she just goes up to everybody and she's like, hey, wait, yeah. what are you doing? Uh, so anyway, thank you for indulging us for that. <laughs> uh, it's been a lot of fun having uh, having the kitty at uh, at home and the office sometimes so let's dive in episode 694 wow of signals from the front line the ever evolving stash oh you can't say evolving evolution that just yeah it's a double that's a double double bad. negative yeah no which equals a positive double positive i don't know double positive which still equals a positive yes in my mind it does <laughs> So somebody was like, oh, is it going to devolve into the uh, Charlie Chaplin? I was like, I don't think that would go over very well. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> from there, you know, we could, we could go, go from... the opposite. Yeah. The yeah, opposite direction. We don't need no stinking badges. Remember that? Yeah. We're just the, just the ends. I don't think I would... I don't <laughs> think I would look good. Yeah. I don't think I would look good. I don't like think that. it ever looked good on anybody. So. That would be a good Reseo mustache, though. It would be. Just, just twist it, the little ends. <laughs> All right, everybody, let's dive in and talk about gaming. So what's new and cool in the last week of the Games Workshop hobby? Well, the big news last week was the Indominus uh, set. It, it was kind of a rocky road, but we got to the top of the mountain at the end of the day. Games Workshop sold more of these than any product in the history of uh, Games Workshop. So pretty exciting. Uh, the downside, though, is a lot of people missed out and didn't get a chance to actually buy the exciting new box set, Indominus, which features Space Marines and Necrons. And one of the things that was so massive hype about this is that it was all new models. Every single model in this is new and exciting. And unlike a lot of other box sets, a lot of them had options. Like you had different head options. Yeah. Uh, you could put them together in a different pose. That's not normal for uh, a starter box. So all of that, plus the fact that it was a really, really good value, meant that this is the most popular item GW's ever made. Massively sold, uh, massively oversold in an hour. 
And instead of saying, hey, we're not going to make any more, GW did what is, in my opinion, the right thing to do. And they said, we'll make as many as you want, but it's going to take a while to get here. <laughs> yeah, just, just a little while. Christmas-like. Yeah, so it takes a long time to make these. And yeah. uh, GW is going to take orders up until Monday the 27th. If you want to order it through us at a discount, you can do so until Sunday night. Monday morning, we're going to put our order together, sh shoot it over to Games Workshop. So everybody who wants one can get one. You just have to be patient. Yep. So if you want to do that, jump on over to store.frontlinegaming.org, and you can grab one in the web cart. But just bear in mind, it's going to take a while to get it. <laughs> take a little bit of time. Yeah. Yeah. So, and a big thank you to everybody that, for one, bought from us, for two, was patient, because... It was a little, it was a bit of a wild ride for a week there. It was confusing as heck. Yep. A lot of, we didn't really know what was going, nobody knew what was going on. So, but we got there at the end of the day. All right. Also this week, GW announced their My Warhammer accounts. This is yeah. a new website slash app uh, kind of tie-in. And what it does is it unites all of your various GW accounts, Warhammer Community, uh, Games Workshop, Web Store, all of that stuff uh, with the app. It, it's connected to the app. And it's going to be an incredibly exciting tool. It's already useful as it is right now, even though basically it's just a convenience tool. Yeah. Highly recommend people sign up for it because as, as the app develops, as this develops, it's going to be an incredibly exciting tool. Uh, just from what little we know about it, it sounds amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, when they talked about it on the community page, they said like, there's potential for like achievements and all that stuff. Uh, save all your army lists under your account. Um, so it, it'll be really cool. And it's awesome that you have the same account via all their different websites. Because currently you have like three, four different accounts with Games Workshop. Now it's all compiled into one, which will be great. So Yeah, it's going to be amazing. And as we were saying, and as Frankie noted, yeah. it's really going to get better with time. Just yeah. like the app. It's going to be extremely exciting. Uh, it just takes time to develop all these things. And of course, COVID really screwed up the development yeah. timeline. So yeah, it is what it is. But um, it was so popular already that people were actually having trouble signing up. Yeah, it crashed the website. It crashed the website. <laughs> so, uh, you know, growing pains, baby. These are, the good, these are the kind of problems you want to have as a company. Obviously, you don't want to have any problems. Yeah. But if you are going to have any problems, you're going to want them to be growing pain problems. Uh, we've experienced them ourselves, obviously, on a much, much, much smaller scale. But uh, we're happy for GW. They're, they're, they're taking steps to modernize their company. These are things we've wanted them to do for years. All of us as a community have been asking for it. And here we go. They're, they're, they're finally doing it. It's so exciting. You know, it's, and there's been a couple stumbles along the way, but that's to be expected. So Yeah, exactly. It's a, they were a really old school company, you know, until the last, you know, really recently. Yeah. Um, when they've really been pushing to, to modernize. And I applaud them for their effort. It's, di it's, it's difficult. Yep. They didn't have a bunch of tech people working for Games Workshop. They had to learn it all. Yeah, and a lot of companies do this when they're smaller so that it's easier to scale up. They're jumping into the deep end with however many customers they already have, plus people that are interested, and then really hitting the gas pedal, and you're seeing the growing pains. Yeah. They're just not prepared for the growth that they're experiencing right now. So, um, But they are catching up. They're doing a lot of things a lot better. Um, and I think in the next year or so, they're going to be a completely different company, which would be really nice. I agree with you completely. <laughs> uh, in the chat, Phil Kelly rubbed my belly, which <laughs> never ceases to amuse me, uh, made a really good comment. And I think he speaks to what a lot of people are feeling right now. So we wanted to address it. And for those of you listening to the podcast going, what chat? 
For those of you who join us live, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time at FrontlineGaming underscore TV, you can join the show live, which uh, the, the thing we appreciate most is uh, on-the-fly fact-checking. <laughs> when, we, when we get like a rule wrong or something, the chat always corrects us. But also, you can join the conversation and get your questions at, answered, so feel free to join us if that sounds like something that's fun for you. So Phil Kelly, Rub My Belly, asks, or, or kind of makes a statement, um, as a person that's on kind of the the receiving end of everything, it's been frustrating getting like drip-fed information and that uh, trying to watch like YouTubers and, and pundits like us that have access to more information just keep saying like, oh, just wait, just wait, just wait. Uh, it's a little bit frustrating because they want to be, they want to have as much information as we do so that they can really join the conversation fully. I, I paraphrase what he wrote, but that's kind of it. Um, and that, I think that's fair. So pros and cons, and I, I'd like to get your opinion on it too, Frankie. For me, pro, the hype is ridiculous for ninth edition and their new marketing techniques, especially the Warhammer community page, which is massively popular, massively pop, by far the most popular uh, 40K blog, which is what it really is yeah. on the internet. And they did it in no time. Now they have the backing of the whole game, but like they came out of, I mean, you got to remember the Warhammer community page is relatively new. Yeah, I think right? it's only a couple of years old. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> that's amazing. And it's done such a good job of creating hype, such a good job that a lot of us didn't even get a chance to get an Indominus box, <laughs> right? And that, um, and I say that jokingly, but that's a good thing for the business, right? And then the, t the strategy that they chose to take is to do this like little bit, little bit, keep you hyped, coming back for more information, which is a good good strategy. But now I think we're seeing the other side of it, which is it's going on for such a long period of time that people are like, oh my goodness, just give it to me at this point. Yeah. So um, to, to long story short, they're still learning how to do this, but they're doing an incredibly good job. But there's always room for improvement. So what do you feel about this topic? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like it's one of those things where I think a hype is great but I don't think you want to do it for like a month. Like I think that's a little bit long um, or even two months. Uh, you want to do it like maybe a week or like three or four days. Like you cut down the amount of time, but you like really hype it up. You like put out like five articles on the subject, uh, go crazy. But I think doing it over a month, people start to lose interest or it's just like he's saying at that point, you're like, okay, I, I've been waiting. Like now just give it to me. Like I, I don't want to wait another three weeks for this thing that you've been hyping up for two months. Yeah. Um, so I, I totally get it. And I think like Reese said, GW is just trying to learn what works best and all that. Um, but I mean, there, there's a lot of data out there. There's a lot of companies that do. I mean, movie trailers come out, what, months and months before they release a movie. It's kind of the same concept. Um, so they'll find the right the right amount of time and that's probably what they'll gear towards in the future it's just about learning what people like uh what works best and all that but um i think you can take away from this that everybody's super excited because uh i mean all the cool things they're doing um everything they announce is like super awesome the downside is we have to wait a little bit of time for it so yeah um, and it's and i think also a lot of us that have been with games workshop for so long aren't used to the hype so we're used to them going Hey, new codex comes out next week. You're like, cool. Or uh, maybe not even an announcement. It just comes out. <laughs> so, so I think it's just a learning experience on both sides of the table. Um, anybody that's in any other industry is probably used to like hypes and stuff. So it's not anything out of the ordinary. But um, yeah, I think I think as time goes on, we'll all learn the best route, and that's the way they'll go. So yeah, I agree. 
it's a learning experience, right? And like, yeah. like we were, like the point we made earlier, like bear, cut them a little bit of slack. I know there are people think they're a behemoth company, <laughs> but all the, and I mean they are. They're a billion dollar company. That's that's a yeah. big that's a big company, uh, not Fortune five hundred or anything like that. But it's 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 big. Yeah. Uh, bear in mind, like they're learning this as they do it, right? All this tech stuff is new, um, so. You know, constructive criticism is totally fair, oh, but sure. try not to be a dick about it. You know, <laughs> like yeah. speak to them the way you would want to be sp spoken to. The golden rule, baby. Uh, or that's doing others. You have them doing to you. But you know what? Some paragraph bullet point one. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Um, all right. In other news, Ooh. we got a preview of what's to come this weekend. Not quite as exciting as Adominus, but still really cool. Aeronautic Imperialis has two new models on the way. The Arvis Lighter. And the Vulture gunship. One of those Why is really cool. Why would you ever put that on an air combat game? I don't know. This is Aeronautica, where planes fight planes. Here's a transport plane. Here's like, an air taxi. Why? It has like a heavy stubber. I don't even think it has that. The Arvis Lighter has no weapons, if I remember correctly. <laughs> what is the point? I guess maybe you can go grab a jack. I, I actually maybe haven't you played have to Aeronautica, escort it. so I don't know. That was what I was thinking. I was like, they escort it. Like, that's a mission objective? Maybe. I don't know. But that is the most random thing. And, like, how disappointing. If I play Aeronautica, I'm going to play with all of those. <laughs> just all that no guns in the army just flying around. <laughs> yeah. I don't kill a lot, but. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. That's why I was saying one of these is The Vulture exciting. is awesome. Yeah. Super cool. The Vulture. But again, you. a Vulture in an air combat game. Makes sense. Not really something you'd want to put on the table. That's more of like a... It's a ground attack. <laughs> warthog right there. It's, it's not supposed to fight other planes, but you know what? It's 40K. It's a ground attack craft. Yeah, yeah. like an A-10 is like the perfect example or yeah. like an Apache yeah, exactly. helicopter. And... Uh, I'm sure that they probably have ground targets in the game that you can attack and stuff like that. Maybe. I, I actually haven't played Aeronautica, so. Yeah. I mean, it's a little strange, but the models are sick. The models are cool, yeah. The Vulture is my favorite uh, It's my favorite vehicle in 40K. It always, yeah. I have three of them, none of which I have fully painted. <laughs> They're all like day. half painted, yeah. Also, never mind Jamba in the comments says, my wife loves the mustache, Reese. Thank you. Oh. It's, it's a stash. It, oh, it's a glorious stash. Stash. I'm like Don the Predator Fry, except not nearly as buff. Or, or, as, or as manly. Or as manly or well-known. <laughs> except white twins. <laughs> you guys are basically the same person. <laughs> uh, JTW Geek says in the chat, that's the problem with more modern marketing and hype train. Uh, GW work on quick timetables. So they yeah. get people hyped and then they just kind of leave them hanging. Yeah, you know, it was like, uh, it's like junior prom. <laughs> A lot of buildup and then you kind of go home and take a nice bath, you know? Just kidding. At least that's the way it went for me. I don't know about some of you. <laughs> oh, come on. That was Mariana's giving me the, she gave me the thumbs down on that joke. I thought that was funny. But um, yeah, I mean, you know what? Give, give kindly and politely, give your feedback on this. And I'm sure next time that they'll, they'll listen, they'll take that in. Um, take that into consideration. <laughs> Slaneshi Puff Mutter in the chat says, Reese, my secret man crush, crush, I beg you. Can you tell me what Wraithblade swords cost? I, I can't reveal oh. any points yet. I don't know. It's weird. So the whole thing, like, I don't know what happened. Uh, we should, I, I'm still kind of like not sure um, what what is appropriate to say right now. So we're just going to play it safe. As I understand it, the um, chapter proved in the GT pack didn't make it out to all of the, uh, the influencers or the, or the pundits, whatever the hell you want to call it in the community. So like, I'm like, I, I, normally it should be fine to talk about all this stuff, but like 
I don't know. Like, we're gonna play it. We're gonna err on the side of caution and not not talk about it. So I'm really sorry. Next show next week, totally. Yeah, we should be good. Good, yeah. like 100 good to go. We actually just got our copy of the physical book yesterday. Yeah. Um, of the GT pack and the uh, um, chapter approved, and it's cool. They're spiral bound. They're super easy to flip through. Makes it you know, you can like flip them in half and hold it like that. Like it's it's a it's a well thought out product. It should be more durable too. Yeah. It's like thick. Like really good, good paper in my opinion. So um, get excited for that, uh, and then we'll talk. We can do a deep dive more into that, um, you know, next week whenever when it's out fully. I think it was just a, an error um, of uh, not getting those out. Yeah, I think it was probably due to COVID and everything, just kind of delaying. So yeah. Oh, you know. Oh well, I'm sorry. You know, a couple more days to wait. Not, not the end of the yeah. world. Accident should be thought. My joke was good. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. <laughs> All right, next up is a preview for also what is going up for sale next weekend, Adeptus Titanicus, the Horus Heresy. Uh, this one is an expansion called the Titan Legions of Ryza. Ooh. So pretty cool. It's got a lot of uh, alternate units uh, that represent the fluff of Ryza, uh, as well as some new knights. Yeah. Um, these are Forge World knights like the Asheron, um, the Serastis. Some of those really fun uh, Forge World knights are now getting... The miniaturized plastic treatment, and those will be up for sale next uh, or this coming Saturday, excuse me. And you can grab those at a discount from us, store.frontlinegaming.org, if if you fancy them. <laughs> they are uh, really cool, though. We see Slushy Puff Motor is just—he's digging in there. He's he's, yeah. he's holding he really the line. Really wants you to answer it. All right, let me phrase it differently. I got the unit because of your article back in eighth. Oh, he's pulling on the heartstrings. There you go. I ask you now: Are swords twenty five percent better than the axes and shields? I, I don't remember off the top of my Boom. head. No, they're they're twenty four point seven five better. I, I really no, don't know. Kidding. I have no yeah. idea. I really, I really, I really don't remember off the top of my head exactly what they do. So I will say this is kind of a little preview. Um, a lot of a lot of weapons are going to change as we go through ninth edition. Like a lot of weapons that um, do one thing now, when the codex comes out, they're going to be different, usually getting improved. Um, so a lot of this is going to make more sense as we go through the edition. So, uh, and yeah, and uh, to symbol one, um, his comment in the chat, he says a lot of the points seem messed up. Better luck next year. Well, again, a lot of, a lot of this is going to make more sense as we go. And the codexes should be coming out fairly rapid fire as they did in 8th. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, and again, it's a completely different game than 8th yes. edition. So yeah. don't compare the two. It's hard <laughs> to pass judgment at this early stage without playing the game a number of times. Um, yeah. And then, you know, in a month after the book is out, we've actually played. Um, I think then it's going to be when you're getting a little bit more honest, realistic, accurate appraisals of what's going on. Yeah. In other news, we have a new Flash Sale Robot City. Take me on down to Robot City. Where the, the girls are made of metal and... The boys are so... Gritty? Yeah. Uh, silver? Oh. Silver? Shiny? Chrome? Robot? Yeah, chromey. Shiny go. and chrome. Uh, yeah, so we're not very good at singing. Yeah. But we are good at uh, putting mats up for sale. There you go. So you can grab this really cool mat uh, at 22% off MSRP. What? And we're doing it to celebrate the launch of 9th edition. If you got an Indominus set and you got one half of those, we'll let you guess which one that might look good on this mat. Yeah. Now's the time to do it. And it comes in five different uh, colors. 
And I, I think six different sizes. I need a mat so bad. <laughs> All right, let's answer a really quick uh, question in chat. I think people were mad that it was more or less a blanket changes that undid three years of the cues and balances said, never mind Jamba. Well, it's, it, you guys got to remember, it's a different, it's a different yeah. game, right? Like yeah. the they, points are for a different game. Yeah. They had to redo all the FAQs. They had to redo all the points. Yeah. So, I mean, but I will say, like, I will say, I, I think some of the points aren't like, I, I, w I would have pointed some of the units differently personally. Yeah. That doesn't mean that they're good or bad. I just personally think some of the points are a little off. But I have always felt that through every edition of uh, this game since I've been playing it, it's the dawn of time. Yep. Like, I've never agreed with every the way every unit's been pointed. No. Uh, Symbol says, uh, then why isn't the discount 9% since it's a ninth edition release? You know what? For you, Symbol, it's only 9%. Boom. Jackpot. I didn't think you asked for it. And here you go. I don't know how excited people would get about that. <laughs> It'd be pretty funny. What though. if we did 99% off? Now that would generate Ooh, some excitement. Now people would be super excited. <laughs> <laughs> like, this mat is 80 cents. So you're like, yes. We pay you to take this mat. Yeah, we just lose a ton of money. Um, but yeah, we just uh, want to throw that out there because it uh, might be a great time to go with uh, your army. Yep. Uh, what is that? I hate the dark blue names. Dax the Destroyer. Ask any word on the 6x4 conversion kit or objective markers. Yeah, uh, those will be coming out uh, middle of August. Yeah. I believe. Uh, no, sorry. End of August. End of August? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Our friends at The Art of War are having a promotion to celebrate 9th Ed 40K. If you sign up for their war room during this promotion, you will get a free coaching call from the coach of your choice Whoa. normally those cost money you can get it for free if you sign up for the war room the war room has all kinds of other benefits you get access to classes seven days a week you can talk to all the coaches and these are the best in the, the business right you got nick nonavati richard siegler john lennon brad chester and then it goes on and on and on and on like these are some of the most winning 40k players of all time and you can jump in there. You can learn from the best. You can get their insights. You can get a free coaching call. If you sign up, just click on the link in the show notes or just head right on over to theartofwar.com and you can take advantage of that. A great time to learn from the best. Boom. It's like Frankie and I always say when we're trying to learn a new skill. Uh, in the old days, we were trying to teach ourselves and that's why we still don't know how to do some of these things. Now we just hire a consultant to help get us up to speed. And uh, highly recommend that you consider doing it as well. Yep. All right. Noble Star asks, when will we get another episode of the Ninth Realm with Reese playing the Traveler Pipes? That was that was the raw dog. I think that poor podcast is uh, no more. We may come back to it eventually. <laughs> um, it's always you know it's always a changing environment here because we all wear so many hats. Like we all do so many different things. You know sometimes you have to, there's give and take. So uh, you know sometimes we just can't do everything. All right. Uh, announcement for the London Grand Tournament. What, what? So the, the COVID got them, and they rescheduled their event for 2021. If you head on over to the London Grand Tournament's uh, Facebook page and share the post that explains everything that's going on with the change of schedule, you have a chance to win an Indominus box. If you buy a ticket, you get another chance to win. Uh, if you like it, you get another chance to win. So head on over or follow the link in the show notes. And you can be sure to get your chance to win an Indominus box and help spread the good word about the biggest uh, UK or the biggest uh, singles event in Europe, second biggest in the world after the LVO. Also, they are going to a larger 
a longer format. There's going to be five rounds Saturday, Sunday, and then there's going to be a finals on Monday. And if I remember correctly, Zach told us that they are even going to pay for the hotel room for the people to make the finals what? to make it easy to participate. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah. And uh, they will have a true champion. So that's been uh, something that people have been asking for. It's not common to do a three-day format event in uh, in the UK or Europe. So this is kind of um, something a little bit new, pretty cool. And yeah. again, it's kind of like the LVO where it's you only go play on day three if you make the finals. Yep. So make sure to check that out. And if it uh, if it tickles your fancy, then check it out and share uh, it. That's it. That's teamwork. <laughs> that's teamwork right there. If you can't tell, it's a little hot here. It's a little warm. It's like we're in a desert or something. Um, all right. So then there's been a lot of chatter also about the new missions. So we want to talk about it a little bit. Uh, again, we chatted briefly about it last week, but um, it's something that I've been getting contacted about. And there's been a lot of chatter online and there's been a lot of talking heads declaring this or that about the missions. And frankly, nobody really, even the playtesters' experiences are going to differ from what happens in the wild, so to speak. So try to keep an open mind. Try to... Um, Reserve your judgment until you've played a number of times. Try to reserve your judgment until you've gone and played in a tournament. Really, I know that's kind of hard right now with the fact that there aren't very many tournaments. Yeah. But try not to jump to conclusions, right? Like, it's a new game, new missions, new table size, smaller games with less models. And there's so many variables that come into play that trying to compare them to like, Eighth edition ITC missions and armies just doesn't really hold water, right? Like it's it's truly a different game. So we want to chat about it a little bit. I've seen a lot of uh, talking heads declaring first turn wins every time. That's that's simply not the case. Um, in our experience, you very frequently will choose to go second because the new missions are all about uh, controlling the board, right? The primary is all objectives, right? It's not. There's no kill more. Kill, kill more like there is an ITC. There's secondaries that do that, and there are some specialist missions that, that have that. But generally speaking, it's about holding objectives. And then you pick your secondaries, and you have to customize them from certain you know, buckets of missions. And then you try to get those points, but you're often not going to max those points. So the primary is really important. The primary is probably the most important thing yeah. in the missions. And so what you're seeing a lot of people who don't have enough experience to really have a fully informed opinion saying... Like, first turn wins the game. In my experience, that only happens if you have poor terrain and you have a really good shooting army that just can blow you away on the first turn. Unfortunately, that still does happen. You can mitigate it by outflanking or putting a lot of things in reserve, which helps a lot. But, like, an Imperial Fist artillery army is still going to be annoying as shit and super good. However, for the most part, because of the changes to the way terrain works, because of the way the changes to the missions work, it's not as bad as it, as it was. And we often find you want to go second. This is why. If your opponent is going first, and again, you have to control those objectives, and they run out onto the objectives to start scoring points, well, now the person going second, if they were hidden, and they can move and shoot, which pretty much everybody can now, you get the alpha strike. It's the beta strike, but it's effectively the alpha strike because your opponent didn't have a chance to alpha strike you. Right? Yeah. Doing damage to your opponent is still super important because then you're able to grab objectives later on in the game. Uh, get more board control later um, than somebody that's just jumping on them on turn one. Yeah. So. And because you know the game's going to be five turns, going second also gives you the last chance to like run out there and grab points and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. So 
it's not like an automatic. I'm not saying like, oh, you're always going to go second, right? But in playtesting, we often found, all the playtest team found that a lot of times you would choose to go second, right? Now, it's going to vary depending on the terrain, all that, all the other variables that, that come into play. But it's, it's not as open and shut as a lot of people that haven't even played the game yet or read all the rules yet would have you believe. So keep an open mind. Yeah, and I mean, it also, it's just like any of the other editions, it all comes down to what army you're playing and what army you're playing against too, whether you're going to want to go first, second. Um, so just take that with a grain of salt. Like it's same thing in uh, eighth. I think people said that what going second was the best. But in some cases, you wanted to, your army was an alpha strike army and you wanted to go first so you could do as much damage as you want. Yeah. So the same thing will be in ninth. It comes down to what army you're playing with and what you're playing against. Yep. And in the chat, Axis of Entropy, yeah, we're talking about the GT missions. Mm -hmm. They are similar to the BRB missions, but they are, they're different in ways that are important for tournaments, right, and, and competitive play. So uh, in those missions, oftentimes you will opt to go second if the scenario would dictate that that's the better decision to make. Yeah. Right? Um, Slashy Puffbunner asks... Uh, like a Supreme Command attachment. Again, it's it's a. So he's asking what our opinion is on the lack of the Supreme Command attachment of old. Um, and again, it's a different game. So your army might not need as many HQs now. Uh, once you play some games and you really get a feel for it and see what your army can do in different scenarios, you might change up your list. So looking at it from an eighth uh, perspective, yeah, it definitely hurts because you're like, oh, I'm used to having like six HQs yeah. and now I can only have like four. So yeah, uh, it's definitely different, but again, it's a different game. Your army's going to be different and your army's going to do different things on different missions. So yeah. And it is a big change, right? Like you're the game designers obviously felt that there was too many characters in eighth edition. It didn't reflect the way that they felt the game wanted should be played from their, in their um, design uh, philosophy. So that's one thing you have to get used to in, in ninth is that unless you're willing to burn a lot of CP, you're just not going to have that many characters. Um, and it's, it's a big change. Yep. And the other part of it is it's because of the um, lookout, sir, the change to lookout, sir, it's a lot easier to kill the characters now yeah. too. So it's a double whammy. You're going to have less characters and they're more vulnerable. Yeah. So you're going to have to choose them very wisely and you're going to have to be very careful about how you choose them. So what we have found is that the most common way to play the game is just straight up a battalion maybe a Supreme Command attachment if your HQ's in it, right? Because then you get it, you know, you get your, your points back, et cetera. So, yeah, lists are going to be way different. Um, there's going to be a lot more emphasis on tough units. Yeah. Uh, or, or, or a lot of MSU. A lot of the playtesters uh, gravitated towards lots of MSU scoring units that could do damage were relatively durable. Um, I know that's a lot of boxes to check. But, like... Uh, uh, like a unit of uh, intercessors, yeah. Uh, for example, uh, and interestingly, uh, orc boys. A lot of the uh, some of the playtesters found that a big unit of orc boys, especially if you go first, can be really effective to go throw them onto objectives and just be like, deal with it. They're yeah. going to score so many points. Try to kill it. Try to kill them. Yeah. And you use them as a distraction card effects almost. Yep. Right, because with a five plus plus, uh, feel no pain. Some of the uh, mitigating things you have, you know, for for morale, etc. Uh, it can be really difficult to to take care of them before they just rack up points, right? Um, stuff like that is what you're going to find is more valuable in this edition. Yeah, I think I think this edition you're really going to see it go away from more characters, and you're going to go for more units or more durable units. 
Because um, like Reese was saying, now with the way that Lookout Sir works, you can actually target and kill characters a lot easier. So Yeah. Uh, Insta Axtos is asking about Grey Knights and uh, Thousand Suns in, in uh, correlation to Smite. Um, I can't. I don't remember the answer to that off the top of my head. I apologize. Um, I'll see if I can answer it in the comment section of the blog post. I just I don't remember off the top of my head. I, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, another question. Uh, what do you think the win rate will be for the player going first at your next big event? Higher or lower than 65%? No idea. No clue. It's gonna, everything's going to change so much by the time we get there that I really, I really don't know. Yeah. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, good question. Ultimately, are you guys satisfied with how this game is playing? I think 9th edition is a general improvement. I think it's going to make it easier for people to, to join the community. I think that the game is going to be more fun for more people. And when, we, when, when the whole thing comes into view with the app, the, my Warhammer account with all this other stuff, um, the, 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 the cartoons and all these things that are being rolled out, I think when all of you see what that all adds up to, I think you're going to see that our community of match play gamers, of crusade narrative gamers, so people that go and play the game like in a, in a larger community, the game is going to absolutely explode in popularity. Tournaments are going to be bigger. There's going to be more prestige. I think they're going to be more fun. Um, you may not like every little thing about it. Like if you get lost in the minutia of like, I hate that I only get three HQs and not four. Ah, I think you're missing the forest for the trees, right? I think big picture ninth edition is going to be the biggest and best thing to happen to our community ever. Yeah, and I think I think it's more of like the future of Games Workshop is just bigger and brighter. Um, it's I think it's just all the cool things that they're doing to support the game and like really grow it. I think are going to be huge. Um, and like Reese was saying, I think Ninth Edition will be really easy for new people to get in, which is how you keep the game going and getting people excited and growing events and all that. So I think as a whole, Games Workshop in the future is going to be amazing. Um, and yeah, of course, some of the stuff you're not going to like, but who liked any edition 100% when it was released? Nobody. None of them. <laughs> yeah. So just bear with it. It'll grow. It'll get better. And then, um, yeah, just get excited for all the cool things that Games Workshop's working on currently uh, just to grow the hobby to where events will be bigger, more people will be playing, maybe even more game stores will open to support Games Workshop. Um, it's, it's, the future is really bright and exciting for Games Workshop. So, Yeah. And it, it, I, like, I try to remind people about the big picture. Yeah. To your point, right? Like a lot of us, a lot of us gamers are all about the details, are all about the numbers, are all about like every little thing and the way I like to play the game. But um, if you take a step back and you look at what's happening, it's really exciting, right? Like, and if you're a hardcore tournament player and you're there to win for glory, for prizes, well, if we dramatically increase the number of people participating, your skill set is becoming more valuable because more people are paying attention. Yeah. Right? Like, it's in that might mean, you know, accepting some things that you're not utterly thrilled about. Right. Like that's just, it's just a part of, you don't get, you don't get, you don't get it all right. Like you don't get it, the game to be exactly the way you want it to be. And then get all this other stuff that's going to come along as a, a, a side effect of this. And on that note, uh, our good friend Val Heffelfinger, who is a financial analyst by profession was doing some fun little number crunching, little investigation and he found some data that supported the assertion that the miniatures hobby 
grew in 2019 by 25 percent it's crazy it passed board games yeah it's now second only to ccg's you know uh, Yu-Gi-Oh magic in regards to volume of sale like how much of the pie of tabletop gaming do they account for they just they're the second biggest dog in the yard and that would appear to be almost entirely because of the ridiculous growth games workshop has had right so more and more people are playing the game that is only a positive. It's good for the health of your friendly local game store. It's good for the health of us here at Frontline Gaming. It's good for the health of events. There's going to be more events. There's going to be bigger events. It's good for Games Workshop. They're going to have more money. They can do more fun stuff. Yeah. Maybe they can make a feature-length movie at some point, right? Like, this is all positive stuff, right? And it all comes with the big picture, not just the minutia of, I think a cultist <laughs> is overpriced right now. Well, you know what? I agree. Yeah. But... And it's just, it's, it's all stepping it's stones. So you just, too. Yeah. yeah. So just bear with it and get yeah. excited. Get excited. Yeah. Cool stuff coming. Yeah. And uh, if we would have been paying attention and you would have bought Games Workshop stock at the height of the Rona, it dropped down to $40, $40 a share. No, if you would have bought Games Workshop stock back in like 7th edition. Oh, you'd be rolling in dough. <laughs> it dropped down to $40 a share. I was kicking myself. I was like, no, oh, you idiot. Why didn't you buy it? But everyone was freaking out at that point. Oh, so it was just, oh, well. Yeah. Um, uh, you do not have to be a UK citizen to buy GW stock. You have to find a way to buy on the London Stock Exchange. Yep. Right? So, um, oh, Shamail bought in 6th ed. You are a happy man. <laughs> Smart man. Yeah. Smart. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit more challenging for people outside of the UK to buy stocks, but you, you definitely can can do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just you know, try and try and relax about the missions a little bit, and bear in mind also because of the Rona, like you're probably not going to play them that much before we roll into the next season. So, you know, gently share politely share your opinions on uh, GW's Facebook page about you know what you like and don't like about the missions after you've had a chance to actually play them. Don't be in, don't be one of these loud mouths that's like popping off when they really don't have an informed opinion yet. Yeah. Play them a couple times first, right? Play them in a competitive environment and then pass judgment. Yep. All right. Oh, uh, a good question from I'm Opai-E. <laughs> uh, with, play, with painting being included in scoring, are y'all going to keep the three color minimum rule? Uh, uh, asks, uh, oh, I'm already said, I owe my P. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's been updated though. We don't have a three color minimum. We have tabletop standard. I like how their battle ready standard is better than like almost anybody oh, yeah. can paint. Yeah. I was like, Ugh. Yeah. but our, even at our events, it wasn't a three color minimum anymore. You had to have basing, uh, your army had to be kind of all the same theme. So, um, yeah, I mean, we were already kind of at that stage. So yeah, we're keeping that. We were even more, I think ours was stricter. Well, that's what I'm saying is we're not, we're not a three color minimum. That was like, yeah, that was like our rules in sixth. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, so, yeah, our events will be the same that it was before. Yep. And uh, another good question. Will the ITC be enforcing the ITC code of conduct? Yes. There is no plan to change the ITC code of conduct. Um, especially as events get bigger, you need a mechanism for the judges to be able to enforce, to, to encourage or discourage uh, good and bad behavior. Yep. Yeah. So, all right, check out these recently completed commissions from the FLGPaintStudio.com. Woo! So we got Fancy. some really, really cool models. It is really hot right now. Apparently, we are finding out in real time. At the end of July in uh, Nevada, it gets humid on top of being oh, yeah. 100 
It's 115. Hey, don't worry. The locals say that July is not even the bad month. August is. I'm I like, thought oh. they, I thought end of July was the worst. Nope. They said August, middle of August. Okay, so in August we get sandstorms. Ooh, it's even better. And it's not Darude sandstorm, which is fun. It's actual sandstorm. But you could play it fun. during, and then it's more exciting. <laughs> You're just out there like, oh, <laughs> yeah. it hurts. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have a couple of uh, Space Wolf Dreadnoughts and a Storm Wolf. And this is painted for a much larger uh, Space Wolf commission that we've been completing for a client. Yep. Head on over to flgpainstudio.com and you can check out a ton of pictures. We also have this amazing masterclass stampa that we painted. Absolutely gorgeous. There's oil paints on here, all kinds of uh, OSL effects. Every little bit and bob is painted to an incredibly high degree. Check it out. Absolutely gorgeous. If you want to get a commission painted... Check us out. We're always taking new commissions. Yep. If you want to be a painter, oh, check us out because uh, we are always hiring new painters. Yep. All right, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this episode of very sweaty episode of Signals from the Frontline. Uh, hope you enjoy the next week. Happy gaming. Get in there and grab Indominus. You have until Sunday night, maybe Monday morning, depending on where you're at, to get it. And then just bear in mind it'll be coming in uh, December. Yep. And then lastly, Robot City. 22% off flash sale. Yeah. Baby. Get it. Get it while it's hot. All right, everybody. Talk to you next week. Until then, happy gaming.